0: I'm Olivia and I love pop culture I read what's popular I watch what's being talked about and I pretty much exclusively read fiction
1: I'm Jessie, and I have a PhD in rhetoric and composition. My scholarship is centered in history and feminist rhetoric. I'm basically always reading at least four
0: books, and they're all nonfiction. When we're together, we love to talk about everything bouncing around in our brains, whether that's the latest celebrity scandal or how ancient philosophers influence
1: women's rights, our topics weave in and out from who's hot to inequities in our communities and their roots in patriarchy. Our conversations get wacky, but they're all feminist at heart. Well, they're feminist.
0: Hey Jesse.
1: Olivia, it's our favorite time of year. It
0: is our favorite time of year and we're so blessed that today, I don't even like what was the high today?
1: 67.
0: 67. I mean that by golly.
1: That is rarely do we get like such a
0: perfect actual fall day in Atlanta. Crisp day so we're in atlanta oh, it is sunny but it is crisp it, it just doesn't get like this that often so today was the perfect like let's be outside and then yesterday was perfect i went on a it walk was so nice like, yesterday oh my gosh just absolutely yeah. lovely it's the kind of weather where you can like wear a cardigan and yeah. like you still feel
1: cl- you're getting yeah. breezy like you're not too yeah. warm
0: it's yeah perfect absolutely perfect so speaking of fall cozy weather that brings in our favorite thing spooky season. which is spooky <laughs> season and scary movies and so this is our surprise bonus Surprise! It's Friday the thirteenth. We're releasing Uh, a thirteenth episode episode about uh, the trope of horror and the final girl. Yeah, feminism and scary movies. Yeah, which is was really interesting to think about. I was doing like a mental scan of all the films, and I do think that a lot of scary movies center women. So I don't remember like
1: who has said this or like who to cite, but really, it's a thing of like. Horror being one of the first feminist mm-hmm. genres to mm-hmm. really do to to actually center female yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, and it's,
1: stories, characters.
0: It's interesting also that horror and scary movies don't really show up like in the Oscars or award seasons, even though they absolutely should. Uh, even
1: like the Golden Globes, which do which have a comedy and a drama mm-hmm.
0: uh, category, right? Mm-hmm. They
1: don't they they still don't include horror. Like it doesn't get yeah. It doesn't get any credence. And I've said this off the pod, but I'll say it on the pod if I've never have. Horror is the best genre because it go- the best genre. It goes places. You it heard it, it, from it here. does, it can do humor, it can do really heavy stuff. It can like it gets at fears and mm-hmm. joy and love and desire because of the it, mm-hmm. it gets at all those things And like I think a way that also lets you play with what's surreal, what's supernatural, what's like it, yeah. Just get it lets you do so much with a story that you can't do in like the real logical world all the right.
0: time. If you want to talk about like emotion, horror is where it's at. Well I it's mean like, that is it's us at our peak cells, right? The, like when we watch something and we we're like afraid that is right. like and it's that that's such a rare, not rare. I mean, uh, this is a privileged thing to say that I don't feel fear a lot. Sure, like uh, yeah, I, I'm not constantly worried about aliens or whatnot. Like, you know, I'm gonna say yeah. things like being unhoused or yeah, um, right. not
1: being able to, you know,
0: right. There's something cathartic there about getting to experience those things, and and I don't know why it's such a women focus. We talked about this before how women just truly love true crime, yeah. Um, more, it's it's been proven women just devour true crime podcasts, books, all all of it. But
1: here's the thing: I think what's what's specific, what it does feel pretty universal. I think we've talked about this with our guests, and we've ta- like stories are like. You know, humans want to experience uh, escape and other people's experiences and Mm -hmm. like understand Mm -hmm. and feel like questioned or like all. we want to experience things through stories. And that's, I think, why I think the thing that makes us the most human is Mm -hmm. like this desire for storytelling. Mm -hmm. But we still sort of like horror just gets this. Bad rap and which is crazy, doing stuff the best,
0: you know. And then some people will say, like, oh, I don't like scary movies. And we were just talking about this, obviously, because we were trying to find out boyfriend Colin's line like, where is your line of scary? But the thing about horror movies is that. It's it's rare for someone just to not like horror blanket because there's so many different types.
1: Yeah, like even Ben, I'll generally know I, I have to usually see a movie first before I can know mm-hmm. whether he'll yeah. be okay with. <laughs> Let me it, screen the you Which is why I we will have sometimes a hard time if like we've not both seen it. Um that happened with Invisible Man, which mm-hmm. has uh what's her name in it? Elizabeth uh, Moss. Yeah. And it is fantastic. Fantastic. It is, I mean, I cannot recommend it enough, but I will say that that was one where we, neither of us had seen it. We put it on one day and it was like a Saturday afternoon and we got about maybe 30 minutes. And he was like, We have to turn this off. This yeah. is too scary. And it, and it was, I think, the scariest part of the movie. Yeah.
0: It doesn't get as scary past. Yeah. The but it was the part
1: it. where he was like, I'm uncomfortable. And of course, I don't so know how funny. much scarier it's going to get. Right, so I was right, like, right.
0: Okay, we'll turn it off. So funny. Um. So we have a scary movie club. We do Which "quote unquote" club. It's you know. It's, it's I was us trying to think of
1: when we started it. Twenty nineteen. Oh gosh, I,
0: before the pandemic. Before I the pandemic. Believe. Yeah, so it's been kind of ongoing. Why did we start it? Because our significant others did not like scary things and it's, what's funny is that both J- Jenny and I have broken up with our significant others that started the club um, but it's Jenny you, me, Aiden and then occasionally we'll bring in like other sure. friends. And so. Aiden
1: is a pretty new newbie to the mm-hmm. club. He's definitely a 2023 um, but he's great. expansion yeah. and we are glad to have him but it was me, you and Jenny for a very long time yeah. and I would also like to add that we specifically liked, started the club not just because they didn't like to watch those scary movies but because we were a little too afraid to watch them by ourselves oh. Yeah, <laughs> so I was like we really also because I think another thing that scary movies do for me is like frequently if I watch one that's even if it's not that good I still like want to talk about it like scary movies right. make me want to talk about the movie after right. the movie right and I don't always feel that way the watching theories. like a comedy or a drama yeah. or something like that so true
0: but to go back to like the span of genres right if you're if you're scared of um like Body horror, sure. Then you might be fine with like g- spooky ghosts or something. Yeah. Or if you don't like, so you've been uh, watching
1: ha- *Haunting of Hill House*. Yes,
0: rewatching because which you know, both is very of us love ghosty.
1: It. Yes. Um, but Colin is apparently fine with it, right? Because he does yes. apparently body horror is. Yeah, not he
0: has said that he doesn't like to see like gross blood yeah. and guts type situation, yeah. and which
1: honestly is featured in a lot more than just scary movies. It's mm-hmm. more, I would say body horror is more yeah. common in like action and.
0: That's very true. Game of Thrones, like the boys. If yeah. I don't know if you watched any of that oh, on Amazon. I, I'm not interested in watching that. It's it's hard. It's, it's a hard literally watch. like
1: taking Marvel and then adding toxic masculinity. Yeah, and I am not interested way. in any of that. I mean,
0: it's a purposeful way so that you can understand and well, like. Good see, congratulations but, to
1: those people. But for a lot of people show.
0: started misinterpreting that. Of course, to go on a tangent, like a lot of <sighs> like all um alt-right guys were like, like
1: didn't see the irony yes like didn't see the social critique yes mm-hmm. Missed the
0: su- like, just it's totally weird, weird
1: how they just don't get the subtlety wow
0: yeah i know that's <laughs> i'm making a
1: joke about
0: yeah. <laughs> incel internet um, people yeah um i want to bring up nope yes which is probably in my top five movies if not top five like well Wait, top five horror movies for sure, if not top five. Oh my films. gosh, I love that film. Like yeah. that is an amazing. See, I have movie. too many
1: favorite scary movies for that mm. to even maybe mm-hmm. be top ten. Because my my top ten of Jordan Peele's going to definitely be Us. Us is my favorite yeah. of his movies.
0: I just love Nope. So
1: scary, I mean, but you, you know, love aliens. I do.
0: I love anything that has to do with extraterrestrial. Um, I had a really vivid dream last night that we discovered the aliens were real, and it was like I had to wake up and check the news. It was that oh real. My gosh. But Nope, I love spoilers for Nope right now. Sure. Um, no by love because it really, truly gave me something so refreshing and new, which was that the spaceship That's is true. the alien. Like yeah. that is like the animal, the
1: creature is the sh- is, the thing we perceive yes, as a ship.
0: The flying saucer mm-hmm. is the actual creature, and yeah. so it took like that a stingray tro- in the sky, right? And plus, um, he just has such a way of like giving you this like rich atmosphere that you didn't expect to be. I in. agree. Um, like this, ranch all of Jordan sh- Peele's movies do that. In the I think horses, mm-hmm. and it's like what in the world? This like expansive universe. I just think is excellent and it was genuinely terrifying and yeah. not just one way but so many other different types of ways like there's there's jump scares, there's the horror of what it's doing, there's which body Which is why work.
1: so much of good mm-hmm. horror isn't about the supernatural which is mm-hmm. our main mm-hmm. debate about Hill House is is oh, it yes. yeah. the depression or is, or is it haunted and yes. it's probably both. Yeah. And it's, yeah. That's great.
0: I, every time I've watched it I've gotten a different different yeah. stance on it. This time I'm definitely more of like they're all just depressed like yeah. but just with uh reflection of my own life. I'm like, wow, like this time the family dynamics were really getting me like, yeah. and I think Colin it's was a really also,
1: emotional show.
0: Yeah, it really is. Just watch the famous episode. I think it's five or six. I don't know. They all blend together. Um, the one that's like the one long take. Yeah. In the the house storm. The, that's episode mm-hmm. six. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow.
1: You're that far. Yeah. Oh, that's oh yeah, great. we're
0: going right through it. But then Colin watched a making of, and I don't know if you knew this, like both of those sets are back to back. Like they built the funeral home, then they built the home. I mean, that makes sense home.
1: because literally he goes from yep. one hallway to the other. Yep. It's Literal so chills. I was great. like, I wonder how they
0: did that. And Colin was like, they literally had to build that. There's no way they they did a that's camera amazing. trick. So they did. They built it. And apparently that that one episode, like that one thing like took a month to like I remember, just rehearse.
1: I remember reading mm-hmm. a review, I think the first year when that show was out and people were like, this episode of this tv Mm -hmm. show is like the best scary movie of the year yeah it's phenomenal things
0: are happening hill house is a perfect blend of like ghosts but then there's also like scary spooky house like there's enough like
1: they get to build enough mm -hmm. story that Mm -hmm. you really feel like you're in this family's
0: predicament yeah and there's gonna be somebody you relate to and each of the siblings is dealing with their own trauma as well it's just very intricate and really lovely in a way lovely in like a scary haunted a haunted way yeah it's
1: one of the most I mean, I've rewatched it. I've watched Mm -hmm. it four, if Mm -hmm. not five times. Mm -hmm. And every single time I enjoy it, like it's the first time. Also, Mm -hmm. because when you throw in background ghosts,
0: I actually watch
1: it. I'm not talking like passive watch. Thrill. I'm talking that I will sit down and watch it because there's, there's so ghosts many. behind them, and they have nothing to do
0: with the plot. They're I just know. there. I've been pointing and going background ghosts, and Colin's been like, "Wow, okay, there is no. a ghost. Like, there's a literal. Like, it's just standing ghosts. there. It's incredible. There's like faces in walls and things. Like, there's there's that reflections
1: one. in glass. I like to get yep. a lot of like. Yep. There's a face there. There's like a hand. There's mm-hmm. someone mm-hmm. in the room behind them.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So a trope to bring this to podcast yeah, and let's talk about feminist oh. horror like feminist horror. let's talk about horror as
1: a feminist or the idea space. that
0: there's a last girl right the final girl and i think a movie that really takes the genre is cabin in the woods takes the genre and explains it right Mm -hmm. uh so cabin in the woods you've seen it i have with the four do we want to start
1: there and go back because i want to go way back oh yeah Yeah, but i don't know when the what's the best order
0: uh let's start there and go backwards so cabin in the woods is a great film if you haven't seen it i would say it's scary but not that scary like as soon as the big scary part plays off which is when they're all in the basement in the woods with like
1: a group of friends
0: yeah yeah they're all in the basement and that part gets kind of scary and there's a lot of blood and gore for sure right for sure but the whole point of it is that
1: dark it's like dark it's like yeah uh, there's it's in the night if you will i feel like it's not
0: like i don't remember being terrified by it but also it's hard it's a different lens for i think me and you because we watch so many scary things it's like okay so cabin in the woods is a great um example of the archetype building because there's four or five of them there's the jock
1: there's the hot girl Mm -hmm. there's the nerdy girl there's the stoner
0: and there's one more, And then there's usually
1: like one, maybe like the smart, nice
0: guy. Yes. Right, like the nice yeah, guy. Yeah, So they bring in all of these archetypes and then they really, really play them up. It's like, very
1: much, it's, it's pretty much Friday the 13th, which is mm-hmm. that, m- where they're out in the cabin and they're mm-hmm. teenagers and mm-hmm. then they all die off.
0: Mm-hmm. It's, right,
1: like I, feel, I would say that's the most like one to one. Like Cabin mm-hmm. in the Woods is starting with the premise of Friday the Thirteenth, and mm-hmm. then it goes from there.
0: Yeah, I think it's an excellent one to watch if you're interested in in seeing those sorts of archetypes and how the movie is um, tongue in cheek, not making fun of it. Really does. Um, I was going to say
1: because I think we shouldn't give spoilers in case you haven't seen it because yeah. it's got
0: it's a niche one. I don't it's know got, a lot of people that have seen it.
1: Really, it, yeah. but it
0: it does a great
1: job at critiquing the genre, but also like taking you where you don't expect to go. Right. And, and it does, it ends, I think, with much higher stakes than people expect.
0: Yeah. And I do like monster movies and I know you do as well. And there's a lot of good monster stuff in it as well in a weird, oh, way. But I way. like
1: monster movies that don't show the monster. Like famously, Jaws is well... so much better because you don't ever see Jaws. Like once you see that fucking alien in Signs, he's not scary anymore. Oh, I disagree. <laughs> I
0: disagree. I think they're all scary. I think that. I just want, he's so much
1: scarier as a shadow. Like, he's mm-hmm, so much scarier mm-hmm, in the mm-hmm, corn stalks mm-hmm. and standing on the, st- on the roof.
0: No, I think they're still scary, especially, like, with new age stuff that it's getting more and more specifically and it's getting more realistic. Like, some stuff is, like. You mean, so, like, new
1: technology? Yeah.
0: So, like, nope, I think is genuinely terrifying. Yeah. Because the alien, spoilers for nope, right now, again, (laughs) the alien expands into this huge, like billowing, giant thing. And when you see those people get digested in its tract, like, I think that is horrifying like so i'm seeing the alien and i see and it, it's still scary to me like i think things with lots of teeth are scary to that's me so interesting um i that's think that's scary that... to me i
1: mean it's very exciting but you like... know my scary thing is when something doesn't have a face
0: i right. cannot yeah. take when yeah. something doesn't yeah. have a face um the t-rex in jurassic park is scary to me because it's teeth it's like something that will hurt <laughs> you like it will hurt if you get devoured by this thing i think that's what's scary to me sure.
1: okay so it's like, like a very primal, just like you're afraid of things that could yeah, eat you. could hurt me. Cloverfield. <laughs> I love Cloverfield.
0: I know. But Cloverfield
1: does a very good job of pretty much never showing you the monster. You see it like twice.
0: But when you do see it, I'm still scared of it. Yeah. Because it's I, big. Cloverfield is
1: an exceptional movie.
0: Yeah. We all suggest. We're, we're big on the Cloverfield yeah. cult also. Yeah. Just make every movie a Cloverfield Have we movie? talked
1: about, we've talked about it on the pod about how it's a three, it's a three- they're yeah. the same universe.
0: Yeah. So they're the, they're the same that. universe. I love that theory. And it has said that it has been said that sometimes they'll take, or for those two, they took scripts that were independent and they were like, what if we made this a Cloverfield movie? Yep. And I just think that they need That's, to keep doing that. Keep doing that.
1: <laughs> keep, please do more of that. Keep adding things Less on. Let us
0: marvel more that. Yeah. More
1: Cloverfield universe, yeah, please. I agree with
0: that. Okay, so to then to go back in time, because this is definitely different between you and I. I don't like older scary movies. Yep. I like all the modern stuff, all the space stuff, all the weird stuff. So you're going to take it back to yeah. classic I would like to horror. share...
1: Um, the past couple of years, I guess this is my third spooky Mm -hmm. season where I've gone deep uh, in a franchise and I have really enjoyed it. And it started because my favorite scary movies are a trifecta of, it's really tricky. Anyway, okay. (laughs) Two of them are easy. Two of them Mm -hmm. are easy. It follows. And I Mm -hmm. think I saw It Follows before I ever saw Halloween obviously Halloween walked so that it follows could run Mm -hmm. and literally that thing will chase you. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Right. But what I, so I remember when I first saw it follows, uh, firstly, I think it does two things really, really well. It does that sense of dread Mm -hmm. and there is like that creeping, crawling, something is following you Mm -hmm. sort Mm -hmm. of thing in the movie. Mm -hmm. And also it has a fantastic synth soundtrack. And so that is also the, Mm -hmm. both of those things go back to 1980 (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when John Carpenter made Halloween mm-hmm. and when I watched Halloween, I was like, mg," because mm-hmm. I grew up in the era of post Scream, like Scream had like, Scream is very meta, right? So we mm-hmm. get to the 90s and Scream is like analyzing actually we should definitely talk about sc- yeah. Scream let's put a pin in that mm-hmm. um, of of uh, being very meta about the universe but then after mm-hmm. that s- the scary movie trilogy mm-hmm. where it was like they were pulling all these like iconic things from scary movies and so if you grew up in my generation I feel like you saw those right. you saw the mockeries before you saw the real things mm-hmm. in many cases
0: interesting yeah
1: and so for me when I was like when I finally did see Halloween I was like oh this is like the movie that set up In many ways, the final Mm -hmm. girl, Mm -hmm. because Lori does survive and her Mm -hmm. friends who are sexually um, active do not. Mm -hmm. And she kind of has that like heart of gold Mm -hmm. and she makes it to the end. Um, And then sort of what happened after with Halloween is something I will spend Mm -hmm. a moment on in this podcast. Um, But anyway, basically, it was like that thing that kind of set up, like it feels when you watch it, like maybe even a little bit underwhelming. But that's because it was like defining scary movies for the next 50 years. Right. Essentially.
0: Yeah. So the final girl is usually somebody that is innocent. It's the virgin. It's like the whole. and And obviously there are subtle. Undertones uh, of pretty
1: much always a teenager.
0: Yeah, and it's the undertone of purity culture, don't you think? It's like a remnant of that. If you're the pure one, if you're the sweet one, you're going to make well, it. Well, especially
1: because when the trope first emerged in scary movies, it was coming at a time when there was a lot. When there was a lot of that, and it was a mm-hmm. lot of like critique. Uh, mm-hmm. Like it was, it was absolutely meant to be like a social commentary on mm-hmm. on that.
0: Okay, I didn't realize it was a commentary. I did think it was still a very subtle. Um, no, because the movie makers, passive aggressive, like. You still need to be a virgin. Like women are not supposed to be promiscuous. I mean, I think
1: you could honestly probably argue that either way, right? Because a lot of these, a lot of these movies. If I'm, I can't remember exactly her name, but I think. Well, let me find it yeah. on here. <laughs> um, I I think that the one of the producers of the first, uh, yeah. So, um, the original Halloween and Halloween two were written by John Carpenter and Deborah Hill. Mm-hmm. So, and I think like if you have sort of avant-garde filmmakers and then you have a woman. Like, I think you're going to start to do a little bit of genre bending,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um, which actually brings me to my other... So the last two Mm -hmm. years, I went deep on the Halloween franchise, but the one I've been going deep on this year is Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm -hmm. And the really Mm -hmm. fun, interesting thing about Nightmare on Elm Street is it comes out in 84. And I didn't realize this about the whole Elm Street franchise, famously known for Freddy Krueger, is that it takes place in in your dreams. It's the dream world because he comes to you in your dreams and kill you in your dreams well this leaves room for so much imagination in Mm -hmm. these movies that really the halloween franchise could never do Mm
0: -hmm. and even Mm -hmm. really
1: the friday the 13th which are sort of considered the original three that sort of like set Mm -hmm. the tone for all the screen movies that kind of came after Mm -hmm. um especially dealing with a lot of these tropes and like teenagers and all these things but nightmare on elm street was is really able to play with more of those things yeah. because it's in your dreams. Right. But the other thing that happens and interesting is the first person you meet is actually t- Tina. I think Um oh, Nancy, you're the expert, Nancy's huh? friend. Mm-hmm. So so mm-hmm. you think that it's going to be about her, and then she's actually the first death, mm-hmm. and she is the one who's who's sexually mm-hmm. promiscuous, right. um, ah. and she has a really like to this day, incredibly vivid, and I cannot believe her death scene because mm-hmm. there's so much blood. She's on the <laughs> ceiling. They did it by having a upside, a rotating room. So the oh, camera is, so she's up. Yeah. She's on the ceiling. There's blood like her boyfriend's in the room, like watching her. He can't do anything. Cause she's in, she's in her sleep. Right. She's asleep. Yeah. And she's getting killed in her, in her sleep. And so it's honestly one of those things that also does a little bit of a nod to psycho, mm-hmm. which is the movie in which spoilers for the movie psycho. Yeah, <laughs>
0: These are all old classics. So, um,
1: uh, but she dies, uh, halfway through the movie mm-hmm. and then, and then the movie really picks up and becomes like the scary movie of that. It's that it is known to be mm-hmm. because, um, but she's dead. So anyway, then
0: it picks up, <laughs> but she's dead. It picks up
1: with her. And I actually, <laughs> um, most recently have been watching, Nightmare on Elm Street 6 which is more commonly Mm -hmm. known as Freddy's Dead. Oh wow. I'm up to 7 now which is New Nightmare which is the one where Wes Craven came back. That is a
0: lot. And did.
1: But in 6 all three the two characters who survived at the end are the two women. The Mm -hmm. men. The only people that die in the movie. Mm Mm-hmm. Besides one flashback woman, mm-hmm. is the male characters, yeah. which is really interesting.
0: Which is normal. I mean, I think the men die in a lot of scary movies, and the women oh, do are the ones. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's why it's called the final girl because usually it's like the last like girl. That's well, like it's there, like, the... but it's like th- so.
1: Mm-hmm. In the case of Laurie Strode, it's like one. Mm-hmm. But like only, only also a lot of the originals have very low body count, like two mm-hmm. to three people, mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like, I don't know. For some reason, when I think of scary movies and, and at least some, some of the more modern ones, they are very female focused. Suspiria comes to Ooh, mind. You know, it follows. Hereditary, Midsummer. We're following women in their story. Invisible Man, Empty Man. Well, Empty Man is not. It's the only one so far that has been kind of centered around a man. But a lot of the movies we have watched have been about women. The one we just watched, Birth, Rebirth. Women. Uh,
1: basically Frankenstein. Yeah,
0: but it was excellent. F- of though. women. Yeah. Yeah. Um, very good. Yeah. I mean it's um, it's still playing up that like women still love the horror, I'm assuming. But what's funny is I think that they don't. I I think it goes back to that episode where we were talking about like,
1: I think we can handle more scary things. Yeah. yeah. And I think we just fucking persevere. Mm-hmm. When we it's <laughs> like I guess we're gonna be there at the end because yeah. everyone else couldn't make yeah. it.
0: When we watch these, we are talkers, so we all talk through the movies. Um and Not I was, always, but we, sometimes a lot of the time. We talk through those movies, hundred mm-hmm. percent. At least I do. If you we're maybe, not, we're not like, talking topic, through I I them, stop. but like we'll we'll comment. Oh yeah, yeah. On we're not things. having conversations, but I just want to clarify. So where I was going with this is that sometimes you'll hear us say, "I would go in there." Don't do that. Why are you doing that? And it just like we just are thinking about when we're when we're watching. We're that's different than talking through a movie. Sorry, yes, that's what I meant. Um We make. Commentary, colorful commentary. But it is it is very much so you can tell <laughs> that we're processing what we would do in the situation. Mm, what what would I do if I was being chased? What would I do if this was happening like this? And so a lot of times it's like, don't go on that route. Don't do that. But go that's get, go so get dog. silly. Right. Like, okay,
1: for example, when we were watching Barbarian this year.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. Mild
1: spoilers for the Probably movie, one of my Barbarian. favorites, actually. Actually, if you haven't seen Barbarian and you plan to, maybe just skip a minute because mm-hmm. it's it's worth, it's, not, it's worth not knowing anything. It really anything. is very good. Don't watch a preview. But um, so when you, in Barbarian, remember how, so there's that scene in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, what a good movie. Mm-hmm. Where you don't know whether to trust that guy. So the premise mm-hmm. is this girl shows up and she's booked an Airbnb and there's already someone there. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, it must have been overbooked. Hotty, McCotty, and we're Skarsgard. both here. And so like, you can just stay here. And it's like a man. Mm-hmm. And this woman, and he's uh-huh. like, "You can just stay here." So it's like, first of all, what do you do? Do you stay? You don't know this person. This could be a trap. There's all sorts of reasons why you're like. Then he, something weird goes on, and then like he's there's a bottle of wine. And he's like, mm-hmm. "Well, I wanted to open it in front of you so that you knew I didn't poison it." Yeah, which is and already like, like a okay red flag. Yeah. And that's like, are we going to share this wine? Like this mm-hmm. is a stranger. I don't know him. You're, you're where our flags were all the way up, all the way. But up. Except you were like, this is the start of a romantic yeah. comedy in like a different genre if we were watching a different genre this would be like Guys, a meet cute with
0: different lighting and different music this is a Rob com but like, we're like and <laughs> we're like red flag red flag like this is danger oh, no, really danger. though because he's like oh i found this bottle of wine and like think it's he's a welcome like gift. really cute and you're like wait a minute like and i just with different music it literally could have been a rom-com. but you
1: but you're so your laurels are like all the way up. Yeah. Then. She's like going down the basement mm-hmm. and you're and like, I think we have this point where mm. we sort of, because we didn't know what was going to happen, right? but we were basically screaming at the t- We're like, oh, girl, I screamed at this you do one. not go. Yeah. Don't you know you're in a scary movie? You don't mm-hmm. go in the basement. And then mm-hmm. she finds like the secret door. Don't go in the goes, secret going door. And then she further. It's like, you know, when oh. you're in the Airbnb and you go in the basement and you find a secret door and then it has like, go a, in it. you don't go in it. You just don't. Some things are better left unanswered. Oh gosh.
0: So the entire <laughs> time we definitely were like, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? All of it was, <laughs> Barbarian was excellent, though. It's so good. Yeah. So, so good. Definitely. But also, who survives at the end? The girl. Yeah. But that has a really incredible uh, first act
1: and a twist as mm-hmm. well.
0: True. So. But it's a girl. It's a female-centered protagonist. The woman survives in the end because she's the, not pure, but she is like trying to do good. Like, th- I think she's there to work for a nonprofit and like she turns the guy down and it's like all yeah. great. And it follows us the same way. The girl yeah, survives. Yeah, it follows. Is yeah. It, yeah.
1: It's very much. Um,
0: That's the final girl trope. It's the final girl. She made it. She made it through. It's a phenomenon. All she had to
1: do was pass her STD on to someone else. <laughs> oh, God.
0: Spoiler for it follows. <laughs> the what's, most dangerous STD you can ever get. What's funny,
1: though, is that, like, I think when you boil it down to that, you're like, oh, this is a dump. The premise of this movie is dumb. But the premise of most scary movies is dumb. No, I
0: don't think it follows as dumb at all. I think it well, is. Well, if you're like,
1: oh, it's like this disease. It's this ghost that you pass on by having sex with someone, which is literally know? what happens.
0: Do homosexual so relationships count? In terms of what? Like if you sleep, if two women sleep together, is it P and V only?
1: I, I don't know why that would be like... I mean, the people who invented the tropes probably didn't imagine things beyond mm. heteronormative relationships. Well, now I have
0: questions, because now I wonder. Hmm. Question well, you for weren't here to fans. watch
1: that movie that Johnny made us watch, Gothic.
0: <laughs> no, yeah, I wasn't there.
1: In which there was, like, so much homo- homoeroticism. Like, they were just, like, traipsing around that old castle what? with no pants
0: on it was, mm. it was a lot that's funny speaking of castles <laughs> another one man we just have so much of this in common mm-hmm. and i it's it's funny they'll like even think that like a lot of our friendship is based on on like these kind of movies and shared experiences but mm-hmm. there is one that you and i both watched independently i think in a, as not kids but like maybe young adults about a haunted house it's an old show rose red yes so good right so formative like i remember watching that and being gripped and well we haven't even
1: talked about the king of horror i mean quite honestly if you want to think about a more influential person like truly yep i mean stephen king like defines 90s 80s horror Horror, like Mm -hmm. and especially if there was a poorly made for tv version it's a stephen king (laughs) show
0: I will tell you that Colin was like, "Hey, um, I want you to, like I actually like love The Shining. Are we gonna watch The Shining?" Oh, and I was like, "Guess you who you need him to go to come over. I said, "Go hang out with, uh, go talk to Jesse. She's gonna love this." And he was like, "I for some reason remember you don't like it." And I was like, "It's not that I don't like it. It's that it, and also there's a final girl in that as well because the wife lives." in the end. But the reason why I don't like it is because it is everything that I hate about toxic masculinity. At least the movie is where it's like, um, what's his name? Uh, Jack... Uh, Nicholson is just mm-hmm. like being a total dick. Why would I want to watch a man being an asshole for a movie straight? Like he I does just, die. I mean, it makes you feel better. Like <laughs> I mean, spoilers yes, for the like, movie *Shining*. It's just like <laughs> it's like gaslighting the movie because yeah. she's like, "You're not okay." You know, it's well, just and that's. Uh, I
1: will actually say yes. I have um, if I haven't talked about this before, I have complicated. I guess that's what this episode is for, right?
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's complicated um, feelings about Jack Nicholson. I Wait, love what?
1: no, I love both. I love <laughs> the mo- movie *The Shining* and the book *The Shining*, but for different reasons.
0: Yeah, they And different, the book
1: right? does a lot better job of it's in all three of their heads. So throughout you're getting Danny's perspective, you're getting Wendy's perspective mm. and you're getting Jack's perspective. Mm-hmm. And so you do get three different tracks basically of their evolution through their relationships with each other, the scary things that are happening in the house and sort of like what, the, what it's doing to all three of them mm-hmm. together. So it is fantastic. It is so spooky. One of the spookiest things of the book isn't even in the movie, which is the hedge animals, which move, but not when you can see them. So like the hedge animals, you'll hear them rustling behind you. And then when you turn and look, they're in different positions than they were. That's
0: incredible. And
1: so that is like that spooky sense of dread thing that I love. And it's so scary. And The Shining is such a scary book, but the movie just has like, I mean, I have plenty of critiques of the movie and the story itself, Mm -hmm. but it is a feast. Mm -hmm. Like if it is a Day, it's visually it stunning. moody yeah. it is incredible yeah. to watch i yeah. love the music i love the sets mm-hmm. i love the story i love the yeah. way that it doesn't make sense at the end all of it
0: <laughs> it's visually stunning <sighs> um guess what colin called out while watching hill house Ooh. he was like all the statues move they do they and i do was move. like i didn't Know that mm-hmm. I did, it didn't. I, it wasn't something that I had clicked, and I, was I like, realized
1: it because what? they. I always think I'm like, is it a background ghost oh. or is it a statue? And they're always in different places. They're
0: always in different places. And then he was like, "Yeah, that statue was looking down the hallway, and now it's looking up the hallway." And sure enough, like a rewind is like, "Oh my gosh, the yep. statues are moving!" And then during yep. the making of in the the episode six, um, if you watch like the the YouTube the making of episode six, like you can see the people they're moving the statues. Like yep. they are literally picking them up and like trying to spin them around during this long take. It is like. You didn't have to do that, but the dedication to the to the bit, like, it just is absolutely phenomenal. Like, there's well, something what, so scary about that's that. That's what
1: to me, once again, I will get on my horse and say that Hill House ha- has a way of, I think, taking some of the best things of scary movies mm-hmm. and putting them all together mm-hmm. in a phenomenal mm-hmm. show that feels like mm-hmm. peak television in an mm-hmm. era of, like, peak scary, Yeah, and it's like, this was perfect. Like, I don't yeah. know that anything will beat it.
0: Hmm. I hope it will. But like Bly Manor. (laughs) Yeah, it wasn't it.
1: Wasn't. I
0: mean, I like it. Mm
1: -hmm. I liked it more when I was watching it and not trying to compare it to Hill House. Mm
0: -hmm. I don't think Bly Manor is spooky. Hill House is just such a specific thing, though. It's about depression and mental illness and a family that's haunted. So I think you can still get something moody that's not specifically about that. Yeah. That will top it someday. I
1: watched the preview for his new one. The
0: -hmm.
1: the 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 the, House of Usher. uh, Yeah. Mm. And it kind of just looks like Succession with a ghost. Oh
0: no. I'm hoping that it's not. I love Succession though, so.
1: But I just I mean that's been done. Mm-hmm. Anyway, well, we'll see. okay.
0: Uh, so to pivot I have, I have another pivot. Um monster. Mm-hmm. This is becoming a game of Jesse guess well, what I'm talking about. We're going to go back to talk about
1: Stephen King. I was about we're to We're going to
0: go back. Okay, and scream. So we're going to take So going back, you said that once <laughs> you see the monster it's less scary. Yeah. There's a Stephen King that is that is not true. What is it? And you love it. And we watched it together. Mm-hmm. She's looking at me like, what? Think about it. There's a monster. And seeing it, seeing him is actually very scary. because he, Oh, it. Yes. <laughs> it is terrifying. The new one, the new Pennywise, I think he is the horrendous. new one. Yeah. I
1: think, so, okay, this is a perfect segue mm-hmm. because if you want to talk, did you watch scary movies as a kid? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I Mm -hmm. think that, I don't know if that's like some weird thing, but I have nostalgia for specific scary movies and scenes in them that still feel scary to me because of how they scared me as a kid. And the, it was a made for TV movie, right? The one from the Mm -hmm. nineties, it was not like a theatrical release. It was a two or three part really long. It's a very long book. Mm -hmm. It, it goes back and forth between decades, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, there's just as many hauntings in the present day as there are in the childhood that movie it was formative for me mm-hmm. in a way mm-hmm. and i don't think that pennywise is very scary but i do think that tim curry oh. is fantastic and i there are scenes from that movie that i will never uh, that will never leave my brain mm-hmm.
0: really i think pennywise is scary uh, the new both- one i think is
1: genuinely oh, okay. so scary yeah
0: i think both yes. of them
1: are pretty pretty spooky.
0: I'm not a clown person though either so like I just think that's something really unsettling. Yeah, but there's it.
1: something about his teeth. Oh, and even no. they did a great job with the teeth mm-hmm. in the 90s but they mm-hmm. did a fucking great good job with his the teeth, teeth. It's not just the teeth. It's like get they like get, he like salivates. Yes,
0: I was going to say it's the wet it's like it's the gross spittle that kind of
1: like we you can just touch empty me, but it's like
0: <laughs> Like, yeah. it's, it's so no. it's so scary. No. that little, the noises. So scary things in movies, Um, someone banging their head on a wall for no reason. Hello, hereditary. That flipping noise that, that the scary things make, and it actually happens in signs. When you turn on the little yeah, radio, the little yeah, clicky, and the little weird, uh, they surreal do clicky things. Kind of strange
1: stand. ASMR sounds. Yeah. yeah, and
0: then somebody being closer. Like, if you look at them and then you turn around and you look back and they're closer, always scary. That's Luke's ghost. Right, always, always. From Hill House. Oh my God. Gosh, incredible, so scary all of them mm. there's a couple others like those those will never fail to scare me for yeah. sure things without faces are genuinely yeah, that's, scary that's to Jesse's me thing. genuinely scary yeah. to me there's things, a ghost
1: in bly manor and they don't have a face and it's very troubling
0: things that could bite my arm off are scary Ooh. to me so pennywise also <laughs> mm.
1: yeah pennywise will take your whole <laughs> arm teeth. rip it right um, off
0: so pennywise uh, not pennywise it is a really interesting one because you know i hate children i don't hate children but i don't enjoy children's stories. stories that
1: follow children i don't
0: yeah. i think the teen years um i didn't really enjoy mine and then also it bugs me to no end when there's no adults involved like this would not actually but happen but i actually think no i
1: actually want to say pause to say that is actually an important trope of scary movies is that they rarely will involve adult and right. an and, and adult and i think it might have to do with just the fact that they know that they won't be believed by adults and then frequently when they do right. bring adults into the situation they don't yeah. believe them i just I don't, don't follow loves, it. has like no adults in it right None.
0: But they're not teen teens, though. I'm talking; these are like kid, like eight, like uh, nine to twelve. Like that's I don't; not,
1: those aren't teens.
0: Did I say teens? Yeah, I meant, meant child, like just anywhere from like nine to fifteen. I'm just like I okay. just you're just not
1: yeah so they have i think that formative summer that the yes. losers club has in it yeah. is like they're like 12 or 13 right right but what
0: i like about it is that of course they grow up and then you're getting to see their haunted future yeah. selves and it's something that ties it That's back so to a really great place to me because then they are adults having to reckon with the lore of their childhoods yeah. and like what's kind of going i thought on. the
1: redo of it was excellent mm-hmm. i thought it really pulled like the heart from the first one, yeah. but like didn't make it gimmicky. I think mm-hmm. that Skarsgård is genuinely terrifying. Mm-hmm. Bill Hader is so cute. Um, Yeah. I, I really, Jessica Chastain. She's gorgeous. Yeah.
0: yeah. Please cast her in everything. I think she's the most mm. beautiful human being. Like mm-hmm. I think that everything I watch her hint, I'm like, she is just absolutely stunning.
1: Okay. So there was
0: it. Mm-hmm.
1: Then there was Rose Red. Yeah. <laughs> So me and Olivia, yeah, we both watched this Mm -hmm. as a kid. I remember, Mm -hmm. um, you know how I had surgery on my fingers when Mm. I was in eighth grade? Mm -hmm. Um, I had two cysts removed from my Mm -hmm. fingers and I remember being in my bed in eighth grade and going home and watching the three-part series for the three nights when it came on. And this Mm -hmm. was like... 2002 yeah. so you didn't have a DVR like I watched yeah. them on the with the commercials and I was like everyone leave me alone I'm going mm-hmm. into my room to watch Rose Red and that is
0: and there's like cheesy. previews there's like a preview for like what's gonna yeah, happen be like, what's next. gonna happen next yeah. and gonna you're happen, just like it, excited
1: and it's, and it's cheesy but it is a it's a haunted house story it has telepathy yeah like it's it 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 is the house grows and changes and moves but in
0: my kid brain it (sighs) wasn't cheesy at all i remember not thinking it was cheesy i remember thinking it was incredibly scary and incredibly like really cool and that Mm. i love haunted houses like i love that trope so i think that just kind of solidified that and like implanted that in my brain
1: i think we've said this before but like haunted houses scare me because they're things that i can relate to whereas like Mm Movies that are scary in space, ultimately less scary oh, so yeah, because so I can't mm. I can't relate to being mm-hmm. hunted by a monster mm-hmm. in space. You know what I mean? Like it's not as, yeah. it's not as, um, that's it, not as scary. But I haunted houses
0: are such a great setting. Mm. I think it's feeling trapped. It's not like mm. where it is. It's like realizing that you can't get out, sure. that you're stuck. So that could happen in a haunted house. That can happen in a space station. So that's I think true. that's the feeling of it to me is that... You're stuck somewhere, and then there's a little bit of like you're not being believed, so you can have mm. to think, do things yourself, and yeah.
1: Hmm. Who's your favorite like aspect, theme, character, part of Rose Red?
0: Um, definitely the supernatural telepathy thing. The one so were girl you, like, who's pro like sensitive, the, um, mm-hmm.
1: the leader who sent them all in there. Was, She's was like. Oh, yeah. what she's like dating the yeah. grandson
0: of <laughs> they the they knew homeowner. what they were getting into they all sign up i remember <laughs> like she even said i just recently started rewatching it and then i didn't pick it up back but she does say like she offers them jobs like she's like yeah i want you to come with to this haunted house this is consensual like they, they, they consented to be there <laughs> like <sighs> <laughs> they did i'll have to rewatch it again but i'm almost positive like she goes and finds the what is it the trope the, the medium the 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 yeah, there's
1: someone who can, like, touch people and determine mm-hmm. things. There's someone who can, like, do the hand, the free yes. writing. Yes, Oh, um, my God. There's the telepath. There's the guy who can um, see the past. Emery, yeah. is it? he can see, yeah. like, things that used to be there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Incredible. I love it. Like, but, I mean, a- the whole premise that, like, this is a little bit of a theme that comes up in, in Hill House again, is mm-hmm. that, like, um, certain houses can feed off the energy of, like, people who are bringing... Right. It's very the shining, right? Because the house is sort of coming back alive because it's feeding off of these emotions of these people. It's Hell House, right? Mm -hmm. And especially, I think the more damaged you are, the more on the edge, Mm -hmm. you know, the easier it can get you. Mm -hmm. But it's most explicitly in Rose Red because they're literally bringing people who already have supernatural abilities into a supernatural house with ghosts that want to keep them. No, I want
0: to rewatch it. I do love when the thing is the character. It's like the house is another character.
1: Yeah, well right. also how it is whatever is scary to you. So it's a right. clown in like the pop culture, but it Yeah, but it's it a spider
0: at one point, right? Is, it's, um, like...
1: it's Bev's dad who is yeah. assaulting her. Like mm-hmm. it, it it is something different yes. to all of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Incredible. Yeah. What a good Yes. A good good story. You have some data pulled up or from something yeah, well, about I w- your old classics. So-
1: I was only just going to go on like a a mild tangent here because I don't I really have opportunity (laughs) to talk about it. But essentially, um, when I got really deep into the Halloween franchise, part of what was really exciting and fun about it was that I didn't realize because the first movie is so good. It's a little bit like Mm -hmm. the Rocky franchise. (laughs) The first movie is an Oscar winning movie. One best picture. (laughs) Okay, the first Rocky movie is very good. Mm hmm. And then it kind of goes off the rails, right? Because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, we have money, we can just yeah. Make it's six a lot of series movies. too, yeah. So the first Halloween is iconic. Mm-hmm. Um, John Carpenter did the music, very famous since score. It's very good sense of dread. It's just a really beautifully shot movie. Like mm-hmm. the the old the kind of neighborhood. They're walking on the streets. They're walking on the sidewalks. They're the old houses are behind them. It's like it follows is. Mm-hmm. Very much paying homage to mm-hmm. Halloween. Also, I love the way it follows. It does not place you anywhere yeah, in time. Yeah. Right, you do not know when it's it takes very place. Con- yeah, mm-hmm. phenomenal. So with Halloween, Laurie Strode is being kind of stalked. There's mm-hmm. a stalker. Mm-hmm. Um, his he's never he's not actually given the name Michael Myers until like the fourth one I think because mm-hmm. truly he's just called like the Shape.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you know, being that really? he, that. he yeah. killed his teenage sister when he was like six or seven and mm-hmm. then he goes to an insane asylum, asylum and he escapes on halloween mm-hmm. and he's come back to the town to essentially terrorize the youth like that's the premise uh-huh. the second movie introduces the storyline spoilers for the halloween have franchise. i seen the
0: second one i don't know it? i don't think it's I have. primarily
1: in a hospital so Lori oh, has just maybe laurie has just escaped Michael he's chasing mm-hmm. after her in the first one she's mm-hmm. babysitting that's another trope of the final oh, girl oh yes the babysitter she's the babysitter uh-huh. um she's babysitting he he she survives but he falls out of the window from the second story and then is gone mm-hmm. right so that's the thing about the shape you can't
0: mm-hmm. you can't
1: kill him so she survives and she goes to the hospital and the second movie picks up on the same night which oh. is what the reboot does as well uh-huh. from 2018 wow um, annoyingly called Halloween 2018. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh Halloween Kills picks up right after Halloween 2018. But yeah, the original Halloween does that, but it also crucially introduces a thing that would pretty much ruin the m- franchise. Ruin, yes. Which is that Laurie Strode is the secret unknown other sister of Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. And so this they introduce the premise that he's coming back to kill his sister. Oh, okay. <sighs> Well, so then you kind of had to keep that going. That. Well, so here's what they did: the reboot. I would like to point out, uh, the reboot from 2018. So Halloween, Halloween Kills, and Halloween Ends doesn't <laughs> uh-huh. accept any of the other Halloween movies except the first one. What it doesn't, because it, because it that confusing. It was more. Yeah. It was better when he was just a stalker like why are you trying to give this like a weird family lineage thing it's scarier for all of us when there's just a weird stalker out there killing people with no abandon very scary so so there's this really funny chart and I will it's on Wikipedia but I will share it so you can see from the internet but it basically has Halloween linking down to Halloween Halloween kills (laughs) and Halloween ends but then there is um The ones the first time they brought back Jamie Lee Curtis was Mm -hmm. for Halloween H2O and Halloween (laughs) Resurrection, which came out in 98 and 2002. And for that one, they recognize Halloween and Halloween 2. So the extension that she is Michael Myers sister. But then she's like um, older and she's dating this guy and she has a lot of trauma and her teenage son, Uh I think Josh Hartnett, like um, is going to fight Michael Myers. And so that one is like a franchise of just Halloween, Halloween 2. Halloween H2O and Halloween Resurrection. Halloween Resurrection, literally the premise is that they're going to go back to the Michael Myers childhood home and they're going to send in like some teens. It's like real world Halloween and they're sending them into the house and then they all die. Right. Great premise. It's one of the most it's one of the most um, hated
0: of the franchise. That is crazy.
1: Then in the 80s or the 90s, they had like the just regular Halloween, Halloween two, mm-hmm. and then they introduced Halloween three, which you've seen because it is the one where they tried to make it an anthology and it doesn't feature right, Michael Myers. Right, right, Halloween three is called Season of the Witch. It stands alone on the little chart here. Is that the one watched at the cabin? It has the yes. leprechaun yeah. toy factory. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we honestly, watched that as like,
0: and it was like, Jesse, what is this? Like, what oh, I love it. I love no, it. We, I think we
1: enjoyed it. It has really good 80s spooky vibe. It has a mm-hmm. great soundtrack. It is the last one that John Carpenter did the soundtrack once until the reboots. Um, but that one, if you have not had the opportunity to watch Halloween 3 season of The Witch, it's a great one that has honestly a pretty spooky premise and a very unsettling ending. Amazing. Uh, It is the one that does not feature Michael Myers. It was so poorly received because it did not feature Michael Myers that they brought him back. And they did Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers. Halloween 5, The Revenge of Michael Myers. Halloween 6, The Curse of Michael Myers. And that was where they stopped until they did the H20 reboot 1.0. How many
0: films are there?
1: The only ones I have not yet mentioned are Halloween and Halloween 2.0 done by Rob Zombie in 2007 and 2009. And they also stand alone on the little timeline because they, they exist outside of the um, OG universe. So all in all, there are five...
0: She's like thirteen. A-
1: oh They're thirteen, God. but they all have. There's five different timelines or universes on which oh they my exist. Oh Gosh, based on what information you want to include about which characters, this is why two years ago I was like, "Oh wait, this isn't a normal movie franchise. This is an insane movie yeah, franchise." And, you and that makes it. it all the all the more fun. So, quite honestly, like the movies have plenty of. Cheese. Like, I really truly Mm -hmm. think the the original is the best. I think Halloween 2 is a great mood as well. Mm -hmm. I think the reboots feel a little more action. Like, it's mostly like Lori's Joe trying to get revenge, Mm -hmm. and she's like now got all these guns, and like (sighs) Mm
0: -hmm. it
1: has a good mood, but it doesn't have a great plot. So, Mm -hmm. if you're going to watch something, watch Halloween from 1978. Excuse me, I got the year wrong earlier. And then also,
0: Halloween 3 season of The Witch. It's so good. We should do like a ranking of like our five movies we would want people to watch.
1: Oh, that would be yeah. so hard because based on what you, like, are into... Yeah,
0: so it would be, like, follow Jesse for... Follow well, Jesse's five for, like, We could classic. do a
1: little post of, like, what are our top five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about any other... Were there any other like Stephen King movies that were formative for you? Um,
0: I wasn't really big into no, not really because okay. Stephen King wasn't my jam. I was definitely more of a supernatural kind of girl. I loved um, what was we talked about this in a previous podcast? Those books, those scary stories to tell in yeah, the dark, yeah, any yeah. of that mm-hmm. kind of weird stuff, like goosebumps stuff. I watched a lot of Twilight Zone for some reason. I think like my parents had it on. Um, X Files. Oh my gosh, Did you, you want to talk about spooky? Yeah. Oh, X Files is good. Did you watch Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yes. On Nickelodeon oh, yeah. as a all kid. That, all yeah. that kind of stuff. Um, but my parents watched X Files. So I think just like being up with them and like hearing it's just very, like, that is so nostalgic to me. And maybe, and I'm now realizing is very formative to like my love of aliens. And like, yeah. I want to believe because you've just got, oh, the most wonderful duo. Of I think all time. that
1: I want to believe is on. That's a very accurate kind of desire, especially for mm-hmm. you. I feel like when we talk mm-hmm. about these things, like mm-hmm. I remember watching
0: mm. <laughs>
1: Hill House with you one time, <laughs> and you were like, "No, Jesse, it's ghosts." Like I want yeah, to believe. Yeah, the first that time I ghosts. wanted to believe it was ghosts, and I think mm-hmm. that is a genuine thing that I really admire about you. Is that mm-hmm. like because I'm like I think it's just family depression, like
0: mother's ghost, <laughs> and she's like
1: it's the ghosts though, which is why Blind Manor is great. Because yeah, Spoiler it's alert: They're just ghosts.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this time watching it around, I think. You know, the first time, gosh, this was years ago. I think I was my younger self yeah. that we first watched it. Now that I'm my older self, I think that, you know, this is going to sound crazy, but depression and ghosts are kind of one and the same. It's I think the that's same why it's thing. such a
1: beautiful, yeah. um, recurring theme in horror. Yeah. I would say it's also in Hereditary. It's mm-hmm. strongly in Hereditary, yeah. right? You we are, are dealing with... Uh-huh. Grief. grief,
0: yeah. If you are haunted by something of something that you did not do, it's depression, and it's the same thing. It's either yep. a chemical imbalance or it's like a, a haunted thing. So I think yep. the haunting of Hill House is, is what do you define as haunting? Well,
1: and that's why for so much of the story, Steve, who is the older brother, who's mm-hmm. the one who writes about the who family, and he's the one who's the most skeptical,
0: also inferior, Daria Noharis. I cannot <sighs> so unsee him. It's what yeah. were you, what were they doing?
1: So disappointing. But what is it's that thing where it's like, is it, it's just in your head, but it's like mm-hmm. it. something being just in my head mm-hmm. doesn't mean it's not real. Exactly.
0: Right. Yes.
1: These ghosts yep. are real. Like, yes. it, and that's what I think is such a wonderful, like that doesn't matter. Yes. That's beside the point. It's yep. real to me.
0: Right. So let's talk about a huge trope in things. That is something that is not, <laughs> is gaslighting which is it, just because you're telling me calm down this isn't a big deal but 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 like it's, it's still it's a big deal to me to me yeah that there's a huge recurring thing in uh, yeah. my previous relationship like gaslighting is so um insidious and it does come up in horror a lot because mm-hmm. it's like no kids it's just the thing it's just sure. a, the light flickering and well, it's not really of, anything um,
1: speaking of the invisible man yes um which i think the yep. reason we started watching that movie was because it's very highly rated yeah. like it's like a Gaslight. Flight I think it's a like top three of like mm-hmm. lots of people's scary movie lists. Mm-hmm. But it is Gaslighting 101 One because the premise is that this woman's husband has died.
0: Is he uh, dead? We don't know. In the beginning of the movie, he's he's gone. Yes, and they're saying, he, "Oh, he's, he's dead. He's dead. He's dead." And she's and like, "She's I don't like, nope." Mm-mm. I think,
1: and I think he's invisible, and he's yeah. here, and they're like, absolutely that doesn't exist, not,
0: right? They're like, no, people don't become. But invisible. he like works
1: in technology, uh-huh. and like, it's like she's she just truly is like, yeah. I think he's I think he's got something up his sleeve, yeah. And then honestly, it goes to such wild places mm-hmm. that film, Excellent. and truly yeah. because like, if you don't want to believe that there's an invisible man, then
0: you're mm-hmm. going to interpret
1: mm-hmm. a lot of the events that are happening yep. very differently. Then
0: there's also the other one we watched about the girl in the apartments. What is that one called? Yes. I forget what it's Watcher. called. The, yeah, Watcher. Excellent. Gaslight. Also, also like, Sense of there Dread. There's nothing All, following That's you. actually a
1: good uh, Venn diagram movie for you and me because mm-hmm. I know you said you didn't love it. But I didn't love
0: it, but I appreciate it.
1: I loved it for Sense of Dread. Yeah. You loved it for like... They're gaslighting her. And I think
0: it got to be too much. It's like, guys, you need to pick, like, the gaslighting I can't take for an entire movie. It that's needs fair. to be part of the film and then give me the action. But that one was pretty much gaslighting right up until the end. Well, because
1: I think the problem is, and I don't want to give any spoilers, but, like, the problem mm-hmm. is that she is somewhere that's out of her comfort zone and she right. is a little bit paranoid. Right. And so I do get that there's, like, yeah. I think for a large part of the movie, mm-hmm it's not that she was in danger, but that she mm-hmm. feels in danger. Yeah. And that I think is a little bit different. And then it it reaches a point at which mm-hmm. it definitely becomes gaslighting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But there's also a point at which it is sense of dread where you're like, I don't know
0: mm-hmm.
1: if someone's following me or not.
0: Exactly. So for the gaslighting thing, I'd like to go on a side tangent for anybody that is struggling with gaslighting. Um, maybe you are a person who does that. You're like, I don't get why she's so upset. I don't get, I don't get, why is it like this? The thing about it is that, like what we were talking about, it's real to me and it's real to them. So my best advice for gaslighting is to always approach every situation with like a um, supportive and like loving environment. So, just because you think that she isn't really seeing something okay well how can you create a supportive environment for her to feel better Yeah. and so in the s- sense of that movie like the husband sort of just like ignores her the whole time it's like whereas he could say okay let's add more locks let's get change a fucking my... curtain
1: on the window yeah, I, curtains, mean... I mean
0: he his work schedule he was working at night all the time and it's like dude like which one's more important your work or like my mental health right so I think that g- creating a supportive environment is like something I repeat all the time sure. that my therapist tells me she's like it's not about like catering to another person or um you know talking down to somebody just create the atmosphere yeah that accepts the person and allows them to come to the realization that things are fine on their own because nothing has ever been solved by telling someone to calm down nothing no. there has never been a person that's panicking and you're like you need to calm down and they're like you know what you're right. you're right i will calm i down. am like, overreacting that doesn't happen no. right i'm reacting how i meant to react right so this, that one was just mm. too much gaslighting it was mm. just like top to bottom and now i'm trying to think of more examples of gaslighting in films i mean there's tons of them um, i mean invisible
1: man is a great one like mm-hmm. well the thing is i'll, I'll you know in In scary, in horror movies, there is a tendency to have a little bit more gaslighting maybe than usual because it is, yeah, it's Mm -hmm. like the premise of, is there something here that is going to harm me?
0: Yeah. This one's really niche and it's not really a scary movie, but have you seen Changeling Mm -mm. with Angelina Jolie? Yeah. Okay. Excellent one. Well,
1: I was going to, I was thinking of, um, this is a little bit, honestly, (laughs) a little bit of gaslighting in the other direction. Um, have you seen Take Shelter?
0: Yeah, oh yeah. So
1: speaking of Jessica Chastain. Oh yeah. Take Shelter is a movie that the it has also evolved for me every time I watch it. I get a different take on mm-hmm. his mental health mm-hmm. and the storm um, that he feels is coming. Take Shelter has oh, one of my favorite actors, um Michael Shannon. Michael Shannon and he's, he's very spooky He to pops me. up in movies he's too. Spooky. And you're
0: like, he's in this movie? Like, mm-hmm. he's in um, Bullet Train, which I love that movie. Oh, well, and I've never
1: seen Bullet Train. You guys need mm-hmm. to
0: watch it. It's like a fun... Yeah. You need to watch it. Like, just turn it on. It's a really fun movie, but he's yeah, in it. That's yeah, that's
1: a good recommendation. But I... Mm-hmm. Take Shelter is, you know... It's Jessica Chastain and Michael Shannon. And they're really top-notch oh, playing against God. each other. Yeah. And, like, what each of them is sort of going through in mm-hmm. their small-town marriage and their daughter... Um, is deaf and so they're working through like... Mm -hmm. Anyway, there's a lot of really mundane things that I think feel very real and troubling and then it has this premise of, is it a storm? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Is a storm coming or is it his mental health? And it's that same thing though of like, it doesn't matter. It's the same thing. It's the same thing to him and people... Aren't believing him.
0: Yes, but she does go a while helping him and supporting him. Well, oh, no, she's she does. like, I think it's most I think yeah. it's mostly the people outside of that marriage. Yeah.
1: Which is one of the reasons why when I rewatched it I was like, wow, there's really there's really something to say about the way that they operate in this marriage. And everyone mm-hmm. outside of them, everyone in the rest of the town is like, girl, why are you with him? He's mm-hmm. crazy. This is a lot. What's going on? Mm-hmm. You're unstable. Mm-hmm. And and but she but she knows and understands mm-hmm. i think in ways that would be hard and he he keeps having these dreams yeah and then when he's awake it's hard for him to um like he has a dream yeah. that his dog bites him and then he has to like give the dog away to his brother yeah. and he finally confides in his mm-hmm. wife about this he flinches the next day when yeah. she touches him and he's like she's like did you you dreamed about me didn't you like that uh-huh. i was going uh, to harm you and it. but it's one of those things where you're yeah. like damn yeah like what would you do when he's uh, um the dream world you mm-hmm. has mm-hmm. harmed him. And then now you have to still have like a real marriage. Right. And it's obviously that's like a, uh, you know, again, going back to like this trope of, of scary movies, but it's like that thing where it's like, it, it's, it's, it's all these things mm-hmm. happening in our brains that we're having to work through in the real world
0: mm-hmm. that just feel so, um so real. Yeah. What is your stance on dreams? Like, what do you, what do you think they are?
1: I think they're definitely, they're definitely our subconscious mm. processing a lot of, a lot of things mm-hmm. there. I've been, I was having a weird phase recently that has kind of ended where I knew that I was having really elaborate mm. dreams that mm-hmm. were like very plot driven. So I was really not in them, but I was like watching wow. them mm-hmm and i would wake up and be like man my subconscious is just like doing a lot like she's doing mm, a lot mm-hmm. and it felt like almost like this weird thing where i couldn't rem- i could remember having the sensation that i had had these weird dreams but mm-hmm. like not a smidge about them mm-hmm. and it made me like truly understand well first of all like how little we know understand about dreams but i yeah, like I think there's genuinely like a second jesse who's like living in the dream world and i yeah. don't even know what her life is wow
0: that's a lot that's cool that's cool for jesse yeah Yeah. I took a dreams class in college. It was part of the honors track. Don't ask me how. (laughs) Um, And if you write down your dreams every day, they start to become very, very vivid. So I don't do that. I also (laughs) do suffer from sleep paralysis if I sleep on my back. So I don't do that. Um, Sorry, Colin, I'm going to bring you up again. But Colin um ha- has dreams pretty consistently, and I'm of the same take as you. Just like I think there are subconscious trying to work things out, and so he had a dream last night that he was like trying to follow me, and I was like ignoring him, and like, and I was like, okay, we need to like, <laughs> like that's you know yeah. something telling that you're not, not you're worried you're not keeping up with me or like something, and he was like, no, it's it's not that. It, it was just a dream.
1: <laughs> I, I do think that like I think there's a I think there's both. Like I think that mm-hmm. you're there's absolutely dreams where you're brain is trying to process things that are happening in Mm -hmm. your life but i think they get mixed in with Mm -hmm. surreal things and so then what comes out i don't think is as easy as being like Mm -hmm. oh this means this i think it's a lot more complicated than that
0: wow well i definitely dreamed last night that we found aliens and they were raccoons (laughs) with wings and we were like can i I give you Mm -hmm.
1: an example of um i think how i visualize dreams is like you remember Well, I don't know. You probably remember this, but like CD-ROMs, like before we had flash memories, you knew how like a computer, Mm -hmm. you'd eventually have to um, defragment your computer because the way it would save memory is it would find a spot, find a spot, find a spot. So everything would be really split up. Mm hmm. And it's, it's like saving it and saving it and saving it. And then when it fills up, it will go back and it will rewrite. Right. Mm-hmm. I genuinely think that our subconscious is a little bit like that. And I think that's how your dreams can get wow. so goofy because it's like, Oh, over here, it's the thing that I was supposed to do this week and did not And over here, it's this thing that's nerv- unnerving me about my family. And then here's like a weird, a uh, carnival. And then like all three happen all at once because like, that's what's happening. Like if your brain is like processing information, because I think your brain simply does like, it's going to put some stuff wherever it has room and it's going to like push out other things, you know? That that's got my,
0: really deep, Jesse.
1: That's my analogy for memories.
0: That was incredibly deep. Oh, like you just decided to <laughs> walk us no, through No, no, I mean I've, I think that. That's my
1: that's not a new analogy. Like that's how I think about dreams. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, wow. You gave me a lot to chew on. It's like, yeah. What's happening? I don't really remember my dreams and I don't care to. I'm mm. I'm overwhelmed enough. Just let, let me be. Please. So I've
1: been listening to a podcast after every episode or after um, an episode of a podcast called Halloweenies. Uh, they, <laughs> they started by doing a movie by movie, like deep dives, like three hour episodes about each Halloween movie. And that's how I would like mm-hmm, really mm-hmm. got into like um just thinking about the movies after they were happening mm-hmm. and thinking about them in a franchise as a whole. And they um, once they finished doing the Halloween movies, they moved on to other franchises, and so they have a um, series for Nightmare on Elm Street. So that's what I've been listening to, and I finished watching Wes Craven's New Nightmare. So Wes Craven Mm -hmm. did the first Nightmare on Elm Street, Mm -hmm. and it is the best. I highly recommend it. The other ones get kind of loopy. Freddy becomes Mm -hmm. less scary, but the original Nightmare on Elm Street is really really good. And he, the movie, he had the idea for the movie came out in 84 he had the idea for it because he had been reading about these um people who had uh south, men of south asian descent who had were having like ptsd and they were dying in their dreams Oh my! Gosh. or they were dying in their sleep i should say. and they had been reporting having like really vivid dreams in which they felt they were going to be killed in their dream and that's what happens in the mm-hmm. the premise of nightmare on elm Street is that like you can't you can't escape in your dream so you die if you die in your dream you you die right yeah And so the first one, he does the first one, and then it kind of goes off the rails as they do. Mm -hmm. And so a bunch of other people come in, and they're directing all these other movies. And then 10 years later, in 1994, he does Wes Craven's New Nightmare. And they have sort of ended the franchise. So they've said, okay, we've Mm -hmm. had these six Freddy movies. This is not a Freddy Krueger movie. This is Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Have you ever seen it? Okay, two really cool things about it. Um, One, it is obviously his practice for Scream. Because wow. it is the woman Heather Langenkamp who plays Nancy Myers, mm-hmm. Nancy, whoever Nancy in the first mm-hmm. one, not Nancy Myers. That wouldn't make sense. <laughs> crossing my franchises, mm-hmm. but uh, Nancy from the first uh-huh. uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh-huh. Her da- the the actor who plays her dad. They've got Robert England who plays uh-huh. Freddy Krueger. They've got Wes Craven playing Wes Craven. They've got the director uh-huh. or the producer, Robert Shea, playing Robert Shea. Uh-huh. So it's basically like them in a world in which Nightmare on Elm Street has been a very successful franchise. Uh-huh. And Freddy is starting to infiltrate her dreams again, oh. but in, in the real world. And, wow. and it's this thing where it's kind of like Heather Langenkamp, the real person, had had like a stalker who had been calling her. And so it plays up on like, is it Freddie? Is it the stalker? What's going on? And they're trying to write this new script. And she's like, possibly going to come back for this new movie. That's going to go back to Elm Street and it's all very meta and she has like a child now and he's being ha- it, it, so it's anyway it's like a really really fun premise that's very very meta. It's very aware of itself cuz Robert England of this stuff. Robert like England is playing Freddy but he's yeah. uh, he like comes out onto like a talk show as Freddy Krueger but he's also just also Robert England. It's very cool and messes with the genre in a way that feels honestly now like well that's what Scream does but that's also because Wes Craven wrote Scream. Yeah. Wow. A couple years after he did New Nightmare. And the second thing that's cool about New Nightmare that relates to what we've just been talking about is that while it was happening, Wes Craven, it like famously didn't have like a script. Mm-hmm. And he was he was so into this work that he was like having dreams. What? And they would come to the set and the crew would be like, fuck what dream did Wes have that we're gonna have to work on this thing to where like it was kind of like they didn't have which sounds like a nightmare that
0: does sound Um,
1: terrible (laughs) but where they he was like just like so in his dream world that he was like well I had it's a dream so we're gonna write this end of the movie and it's like kind of wild anyway very fun movie if you've not watched it you are an encyclopedia of these things well I've been watching all these movies and then I listen to these podcasts so that's what happens when I'm not Uh, writing my dissertation i guess since i don't have to do that anymore but really it is fun Mm -hmm. for my brain every spooky season to go deep into some of these franchises and i feel like there's so much cool rich history there Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. i do feel like it gives me a better appreciation for the movies
0: yeah so when it comes to horror and scary movies where do you think the line is like uh, it's does someone have to die does it need to be like your life is at risk because I, i think about things like flight plan
1: Mm-hmm. Um. Well, that's also like suspense thriller, yeah. which are great oh, categories. Okay. So it would mm-hmm.
0: be in that that category. Yeah. Um. Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's would you consider that a, a scary movie? Right. Yeah. yeah? I would consider okay. that horror, and in fact,
1: um, that uh was nominated for mm-hmm. Academy Awards. It, mm-hmm. I think it won.
0: I don't remember th- the four
1: like the main yeah. four. Or
0: I don't remember, but that's interesting that that one sort of like broke out of that genre and maybe mm-hmm. into like drama or, or uh interesting thing
1: about sounds and lambs. Um, he's only on
0: I know, camera like, for
1: like 12 th- yeah, minutes something or something, famous, but he yeah. won best actor. I mean, and the really fun thing about it is because if you're like, okay, maybe 12 minutes, but, but you're thinking about him the entire movie, mm-hmm. even if he's not in the scene, mm-hmm you were thinking about Hannibal Lecter, yeah. and that is power.
0: I think Jodie Foster is incredible.
1: <laughs> she is. Well, I also love Flight Plan. I'm a Flight Plan yeah. stan.
0: Yeah. We so both are. It's interesting like where that like scary slash suspense slash thriller mm-hmm. all like combines together. I guess
1: I would say, like to me, because I think a lot of people could argue that Watcher, that movie that we watched, mm-hmm. is more of a thriller and mm-hmm. less of a scary movie. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I agree it's a really murky field. I did mention the Rob Zombie Halloween and Halloween 2, and mm-hmm. I think they are horrible <laughs> they're just body count it's That's just so Michael bad. Myers walking around killing oh, like 52 no. people across a movie it's not a there's not a plot like it's horrible yeah whereas like Halloween from 1978 is is heartfelt has really interesting characters like has the sense of dread so mm-hmm. they're both horror movies but like they're just in different categories and I, mm-hmm. I there's a lot of gore like you know there's I mean we haven't talked about the franchise Saw. Oh The my original god. Saw is fabulous.
0: Oh my gosh! But it what gets really
1: grisly. Yeah, like this, the Saw that franchise gets yeah. really bad.
0: Saw unfortunately turns into how many crazy ways can we have Just people like have the to kill Rob themselves? Zombie Halloween. Yeah, yeah. And the original Saw though, yes, it is about that, but it's also not like and it Saw, has a great
1: mystery. Oh my god! You're like one of the, the backstory. Twists,
0: one of the best twists in. Yeah, it's it's great. Like it's a great I remember, movie. my jaw dropped when he gets up from the frickin', you're just like, oh my God, he likes to be in his, fi- like, oh, oh my God. But I the know. original Saw is to me more about, um, what's that word when you right your wrongs? Um, redemption yes the original mm-hmm. saw is about redemption and choosing to live differently like everyone has done something bad so, and like so the then, value
1: system of the movie is yes. like in, um
0: yeah. yeah it's very close to like seven to me mm-hmm. where it's like he's choosing to punish people based on their own sins and if they don't sin then they don't die technically yes yeah yeah yes yeah. Mm-hmm. in seven like everyone I was does about dexter oh <laughs> Also, excellent. I love Dexter, except for the last season. Um, and I did not like the the, <laughs> the new, reboot the yeah. reboot. I did not like it at all. I'm sorry, it's fine I think, I think Dexter is like really cute too, and like I didn't really feel I like, thought
1: I mean that show went off the rails around the fourth season, so
0: but the first couple were so well, good. Sorry, the first four seasons were Right. Good. So Saw, to me, was about redemption. It was about choosing to live differently. It was about horror. And then the rest of the Saw just turned into, like, wacky Gorefest. ways to die. Yeah, yeah. yeah. which is, I like, agree. sad, because I think it really could have gotten deeper. Yeah. Uh, That's all, uh, also how I feel about Scream. I think the original
1: Scream mm-hmm. is the best. Mm-hmm. Um, It was really poking at a genre and mm-hmm. thinking about it in interesting ways. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then it
0: gets a little wacky. Something we haven't discussed is religion and mm-hmm. trauma,
1: mm-hmm. a
0: la The Exorcist. Mm-hmm. I find that to be really fascinating that there, those movies even exist and became popular in the first place. Right. I think
1: a cool thing that I learned from you in our other podcast, The Origins Of, is that Ouija boards weren't. Oh, yeah. They were popular in like the mm-hmm. early 20th century as mm-hmm. parlor games. Yep. And then they were basically non-existent mm-hmm. until the movie The Exorcist. Yep. Yep. And it put them sort of back on the map.
0: Yeah, all of that sort of like ooh, spooky occult stuff. It, it came about in uh, both of the world wars where people were just parlor game and uh, maybe like 20% kind of hoping it was real so that you could talk to your loved ones again mm-hmm. because like death was becoming a huge thing. But they definitely weren't like actual tools for the occult. It was especially
1: in the U.S. It was actually as old as mm-hmm. the Civil War mm-hmm. and then especially World War One.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, where
1: people were really feeling like yeah. And, and someone pointed out something recently. Oh, what was I listening to? It was so fascinating where they were talking about it was an episode of Criminal. Um, they were talking about this idea that at the think about World War One and we've just invented like a way to record people's voices mm-hmm. and also a way to transport people's voices mm-hmm. across phone lines. So mm-hmm. We have phone lines and we have um, record players. Right. Mm hmm. What, is it so much of a stretch if you can hear someone in France that you could hear someone in another time or space dimension? Right. So, like, think about like what we know about science. Like, I don't even understand electricity in in twenty twenty three. Let alone I'm in nineteen nineteen and my loved one has died. And and I, Dang, Jesse. now we have recordings. But it's like, that's like a cool concept, right? It's like it's not that much of a reach to be like, well, couldn't we contact someone from the beyond?
0: That was deep, Jesse.
1: I'm just blowing your mind, but no, that was honestly an episode of Criminal. So shout out to, to, there was a recent episode where it's like um, I World War One, I, and there, there was like a seance in like one of the army uh-huh. POW uh-huh. camps. And people were like, Yeah, I'll believe it because, like, kind of seems Who's like to say,
0: Yeah, exactly. Wow, that's crazy. Um, what's funny is that in Hill House, Steve, young Steve, actually says, Because Mrs. Dudley is like, those games, and he was like, Oh, you mean all the parlor games that are in the hallway? Like, they're not <laughs> real things. Um, I was like, Yeah, I knew that. It's a fun fact is that a Ouija <laughs> board has not had nothing to do with the actual occult. Um, it was nope. the satanic panic kind of situation where all that stuff was suddenly, yeah. Um but the exorcist is something that kind of amazes me a little bit because of our culture like the fact that it was made during the time that it was made and became popular and not like banned everywhere is fascinating to me because it it's literally about a demon that comes I guess I mean it, I think it it, it
1: it was certainly like not going to be casual viewing I don't think like right. I think it was genuinely very scary to people mm-hmm. whereas like I don't think that it's very mm-hmm. there's a couple of disturbing scenes but it's mostly like Yeah it's kind of a melodrama to me. However, <laughs> oh I think it has that. It has the trope of like religion, mm-hmm. you know, beating out the devil. It makes you yeah. think of the Conjuring too, like yeah. those kind of movies where it's like the, the devil good versus or, evil. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. That's a huge trope as well. But I don't think we connect with that one as much. We tend to be more. I mean,
1: not as much. I, like, didn't we watch Insidious? Yes. Do you like? Are you pro yeah, Insidious? Like, I enjoyed it. That had devil. Doesn't he yeah. like, go to an underworld? It's not
0: religious though. It's more of that. They they actually say he's like a demon. He he's not mm-hmm. the devil. He's like a demon of something. But to me,
1: like to me, any to me, the acknowledgement of ghosts is the acknowledgement of an afterlife. Which is not like I'm um, thinking about spatial planes.
0: See, guys, this is why oh horror Oh my god, Jesse said she's thinking about spatial planes. My but god, I just mean like if there's demons, if there's a demon world, sorry. you know what I'm seeing? Like yeah, yeah. Yeah, God, this this is why I love horror and scary movies. Mm-hmm. This stuff is just literally all over the map. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, we're talking about demons. We're talking about religion. We're talking about ghosts. We're talking about haunted houses. We're talking about aliens. We're talking about monsters. There's just so much that you childhood can be, trauma, childhood, depression, childhood trauma, scary clowns, <laughs> gaslighting. Like,
1: there's so many
0: different <laughs> elevators things. opening with blood. Oh my God, That's this is a shining. side tangent, but this does, that the elevator thing does remind me of like unsolved mysteries with that one girl that dashes into the elevator and she's. <gasps> I know. Well, Elisa Lim? Yes. Elisa, something. She like runs in the elevator and she peeks the, out and she's like looking both ways tangent, and then she's found dead later. Side tangent uh. on
1: true crime. The number of times that I have watched that video released by the LAPD uh. and I, it's like everyone on the internet and collectively was like, if we watch this 1000 times, <laughs> it will tell us something. We'll figure it but out. There's all sorts of people. There's a documentary that Chill. breaks down like the way that the elevator numbers don't make sense the time clock doesn't make Ugh. sense her behavior is erratic it's got chills it is genuinely mystifying to me yeah oh
0: my god yeah Terrifying. that's one of
1: those things where when i die if like some <laughs> if i'm able to find out stuff about stuff i'm gonna be like tell me what happened yeah recently. like tell me
0: that's a good how one. she got in that water tower yeah like yeah i want to give me some I of these unsolved know. mystery yep. type things yikes
1: So what are your top three scary movies? And we can do top Um, five if you want to.
0: Nope. Um, I also really, really, really love Suspiria. Mm -hmm. I thought Suspiria was an excellent, like it not a house, but like a haunted like ballet. Yeah. um, Tilda Swinton. Um, Well, then you
1: have to watch the original. We'll have to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Like you've
0: got like the, the, the horror and it's like culty and it's like, it's just, it's all the greats, all the greats. Don't
1: fuck with the ladies.
0: Um, uh, hereditary I think is uh, just so genre changing it was just so blatantly awful like the not, last
1: 30 minutes uh, of that movie are some of the scariest things I've but ever watched
0: the first parts of the movie are also genuinely terrifying Trauma, yeah. like oh my god like yep. just the most like jaw dropping like wow they really went there you know oh my Toni god Toni Collette should just be is, give her all of the in awards in that
1: movie the sheer amount of human mm-hmm. emotion that she is able yep. to express,
0: yeah. I've, I have nothing compares and you know I, I've not said this on the podcast but I've told you this a bunch of times that she has one of my favorite quotes about acting where someone a reporter <laughs> comes up to her and they're like how do you get into the role like what like what kind of method and she was like no honey it's called acting and basically slamming those <laughs> that like acting. have to like go to extremes and do all the things like yeah. she genuinely Christian is Bale just yeah, like, yeah Jared Leto Yeah, um, she just genuinely shows up and is a good actress like she just shows yeah. up and with the raw emotion and configuration figure it out because to her it's like that's the job that is the art form but like and you the know method why it is like i'm gonna i'm uh, gonna bring it back to feminist here yeah, because i think she it.
1: she knows about feelings oh you know like i think if you can if you can find mm-hmm. an emotional space in your body mm-hmm. you can do- probably deliver something powerful as an actor i say that i'm not an actor wow. but like i don't know it just seems like if you it goes back to human storytelling right like if we've all experienced things and we can bring our own like How did that feel Mm -hmm, when my, mm -hmm. you know, grandmother died? And then now I'm thinking about like, I mean.
0: You basically just said that Christian Bale has repressed emotional. He's stunted emotionally. Probably.
1: (laughs) Sorry, Christian Bale. but uh, You're probably not wrong. I'm here to tell you.
0: (laughs) That is hysterical. Oh my God. Um, And then I would also say It Follows. Yeah. Really, really classic. It Follows Um, is on my list too. Just a really interesting take. Again, I love things with different takes. I said, nope, Right. Um, Was that five? Um, And then I'm going to put Haunting of Hill Houses. Yeah. I mean, it's not a film, but it's like a must watch in terms of a horror. Yeah. Honestly, the list could go on and on. I truly just think some of these are amazing. I agree.
1: I think my top five would absolutely include The Haunting of Hill House Mm -hmm. and would also include It Follows. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, My others would be Halloween 1978, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) the original the Shining. <laughs> the Shining. I am on record as saying that I will watch The Shining any day of the year. I well, will watch it on Christmas. I guess we're
0: gonna watch it with Colin. Maybe I will watch can.
1: it's I will watch it any any time. And I, I feel like I'm forgetting something important, but I Yeah,
0: I, I do I, I do too. I feel like I'm just there's like a huge <sighs> movie that I'm just like, oh yeah, we didn't even talk about this at all. But mm-hmm. I uh
1: but I I would say my other um my fifth one, oh crap. The shining. <laughs> it follows <laughs> the halloween uh-huh. the haunting of hill house uh-huh yeah there's i don't think like like I, I have said a fifth, fifth one. one either yeah i'm gonna say us because i mm. love the twist in that movie mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i find it to be genuinely unsettling to imagine that there are copies of us out there mm-hmm. that mean us harm that's yeah. a really great premise yeah. i mean what a good premise
0: mm-hmm. and really well done i i did like us a lot as well. It's like I want him fun to make so many and more spooky movies. Spooky
1: and you want to yell at the screen. Yeah. Elizabeth Moss also makes a cameo in that. She's fabulous. hmm mm-hmm. As basically a Karen.
0: Yeah, I love her. Um, even though she's a Scientologist, I still love
1: her. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs>
0: if we think of any others,
1: we'll put up a little list for this one. Yeah, we'll have I'm to do sure. a little like post of, I'm sure as
0: I drive away I'm uh, gonna be like
1: I, I forgot to even talk about, mm-hmm. but we did talk about like really some iconic and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. influential ones for us.
0: Yeah. I mean, and just to center it, you know, I love to bring it back to the feminist part of things, but I yeah. do think that like you said, like there's a lot of emotions at play. There's a lot of catharsis at play. And it does seem like women take a center stage when it comes to mm-hmm. horror and scary movies, mm-hmm. whether or not that's because they're primarily watched by us or you know, we just us, have a, the main girl yeah. is a, is a
1: woman and, mm-hmm. um, has a really interesting arc. Mm-hmm. Like the more you watch it, the more that movie gives mm-hmm. quite honestly. Um, yeah. There's really a lot of great female characters yes. at the center of these movies. Yeah. Nightmare on Ooh, Elm Street. Do you has- think that's
0: why it? they don't get awards? <sighs> that is uncover a thing. Is it because they're, Women, based?
1: I would like to say no, but I think there's probably some. There's, there's not. That's probably not the there. only factor. However, oh, it's probably a factor.
0: I would think so.
1: Because like, why aren't these getting anyway?
0: No, absolutely. Hereditary <sighs> should have got. Midsummer should have gotten like all the awards ever.
1: Mm.
0: Midsummer is excellent. Midsummer visually. Oh my god! Incredible.
1: But I, but I found Midsummer as a story
0: incredible it's literally Ooh, it the best so breakup hard. story there well, ever is true.
1: well that's true it's just Iconic. a breakup
0: story at its you know, i know i <laughs> like different music and lighting this is i a liked <laughs> that
1: more as that yeah i think mm-hmm. the, i think my favorite movie i've watched this year is probably barbarian oh my um, god yeah
0: i was gonna yeah. say that one but i was like dare i say barbarian because I, I, I can't really claim
1: something that's not at least a year old right right, right, like, right. let's give it I some just time
0: genuinely screamed like yeah. I haven't like scream screamed at your TV in yeah. a while and Barbarian definitely did that with That's um, true that one like dark hallway scene. Like oh, oh my God, that was just chilling. Um, I'm going to end us on a more lighthearted note. Sure, I it. was blessed to be with you when you watched Beetlejuice for the first time.
1: Yes. In the pandemic. Yes. Fantastic. I've never seen Beetlejuice. What a great oh, movie.
0: All the classics. You know how I hate old white men, but I think that Michael Keaton nails it. And then you've got Winona Ryder and then uh, Finn Alec Baldwin, which is, he doesn't look pre-wide like him Pre-wide Alec Pre- Baldwin. Pre-wide Alec Baldwin. Uh,
1: Ka- uh, Catherine O'Hara. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, Catherine O'Hara. I She's mean. just brilliant. I mean, mm-hmm. she just takes the show. And then my final fun question for you is, do you think that Nightmare Before Christmas is more of a Halloween movie or a Christmas movie? Have you never seen it?
1: Of course I've seen it. Oh, but just... I on. genuinely...
0: This is a hot debate on my work slack. Ooh, we're thinking about it.
1: I think it's more of a Halloween movie.
0: <gasps> See, I said it was more of a Christmas movie. Wow. Mm-hmm. I said that literally Christmas is in the title. Yeah, yeah. And Nightmare. Uh, Nightmare's not Halloween though. Nightmares are universal. Oh, that's And true. most of the film, the plot is Jack finding the Christmas spirit. So yeah, I that's think true. But then Sarah's argument was it's set mostly in Halloween town. Like it most is. of the film is set.
1: So we're going to see the Illinois Symphony Orchestra perform it. Well, you know where you watch the movie and you when? and they and they perform it October twenty ninth, which oh. means that it's more at least the ASO has interpreted it as Dang, more of a did you Halloween tell me about movie. That? I
0: would have gotten tickets to that.
1: I mean, I think you still can.
0: Dang, I would love that.
1: Well, they do it.
0: Okay. <laughs> this is like the most stressful October of my life. Actually, probably <laughs> to, the second most stressful October of my life. You can always go
1: next year when you have That's less true. stressful things. That's and true. they probably will do it again. I got to see this same premise, but how um, Game of Thrones. Um, I was with you. No, the Atlanta Symphony Orchestra performed oh. um, Home Alone, where oh, you, like, watch yeah, the movie yeah, yeah. and they mm-hmm. perform all the music yeah. live, and it was delightful. We
0: did see a live Game of Thrones, too, together. Well, Remember but that, that wasn't,
1: like, they weren't playing the show. It was literally just did watching the composer. Clips?
0: Yeah, but this is literally, like, you go and
1: you watch the movie and oh, they play fine. the music. Okay. Yeah, it's very fun. That's because I like Ramin Dishwani. Yeah. So you went to see that because I'm a Ramin Dishwani fan fangirl, mm-hmm. and he also did Westworld. Ugh great music mm-hmm, mm-hmm. great Fantastic.
0: music. all right I guess i'll go so, watch nightmare before christmas since it's a halloween movie i mean I you can go ahead and
1: you could also watch it like november one because mm-hmm. that is when i start watching christmas that's movies. true
0: <laughs> and we need to watch practice <laughs> we need to make a date to watch practical yeah, magic that's right um i'm Which just gonna I've come over seen. one evening and watch it and then you hate hocus pocus because it wasn't nostalgic for I, you here's the thing I just,
1: I, I don't hate it, but I want to come out and say on the record that if you do not have nostalgia for that movie, it's not good. Jesse,
0: <laughs> Love she it for all the people who have nostalgia. Because you know what movie good. I
1: have Halloween nostalgia for? Double, Double, Toil and Trouble with mm. Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen. Yeah. And that movie is objectively not good, but I do watch it every, <laughs> I do watch it every Halloween good. season. That's hysterical. Oh, I'm going to put my fifth as an honorary, oh no, I already said us, but my honorary sixth Mm. Uh scary movie is a spoopy movie, and that is the Burbs. And I will watch the Burbs any day of the The year. The Burbs is good; such a good movie. Uh, If you've never seen the Burbs, just turn off this podcast and go watch it right now. It's got Tom Hanks. Uh, We're
0: gonna put up a list of stuff. I think I love the Burbs. Yeah, what a fun one.
1: Thanks, guys, for coming along on this prompt. We got to really talk about something that we love. Obviously, I think we covered like
0: 20,000 films. Tell us about
1: your favorite scary movie. Um, Tell us what you like or don't like about scary movies. Yes. I'd love to hear. Yes.
0: All right. Let's go watch a scary movie. All right. (laughs) right. And bye for real this time. We'll be back
1: next year for season Mm -hmm. two. Um, Have a great spooky season and and a great fall and and winter.
0: uh, And stay feminist. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Stay feminine. Oh. <laughs> this podcast sponsored by Let's Go Studio, produced by Pod Squad. Additional production support by Ben Does Business. Find us and check out our show notes on our website at feminishpodcast.com.